And uh, with us now on the Newsmaker line uh, from Hillsdale, uh, Dr. Daniel Copeland. And uh, Dr. Copeland, thank you very much for being with us today on the broadcast, sir. It's my pleasure to be with you. Um, One of the things that intrigued me, I became aware of an article of yours this morning. I think it was published yesterday in the Chicago Tribune. Uh, But you're asking the question, so why is it that teachers are fleeing the the classroom, uh, you know, and, and, and how do you stop that flow? First of all, let me ask you two questions, sir. Do you think we can stem that tide? And if we can, how do we do it? Yeah, well, I think we have to do it. Um, you, you know, um, the education of our children, of our youth, you know, it depends upon our ability to provide them with a quality education. And uh, if we don't have teachers to be able to, you know, pass along their their knowledge and understanding um, as a culture, we're in real trouble. So we have to figure this out. We don't have a choice. And uh, I think I think for the most part, uh, people will agree that teaching is hard work. Um, hard work. You know, even even if people have uh, criticisms of of um, of the schools and what's going on in schools, and you know, they have uh, particular issues with schools. I think most people, most Americans realize that teaching is hard work. So, so um, you know, the case that I try to make in the argument is that if, if we're going to keep teachers in classrooms, um, we've got to empower them. We've got to be able to give them the authority to make those local. And when, I'm, when I say local, I, I, I mean specifically to the classroom. Um, we need to empower them to make those decisions in the classroom, and that's why in the article, you know, I'm really calling, calling teachers, but I'm calling communities, uh, you know, calling teachers to lead and, and encouraging communities uh, to allow teachers to lead in the classroom. You know, it seems to me, you mentioned communities and you mentioned, teach, you mentioned teachers. It seems to me, and maybe I'm wrong here, but it seems to me the only time the communities and the teachers seem to have conversation with each other is when they're honked off at each other for one reason or another. We don't agree with this. We don't agree with that. We don't agree on class size. We don't agree on on what we're being paid. We don't agree on the work week and all that. But there's a whole lot more to that. I don't think anybody goes through getting their degree, getting their teacher certificate, applying to a school system to go in and to not be a good teacher. I think everybody wants to be a good teacher, but something seems to sideline them along the way. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, and I think it, um, it it comes from a little bit of a misunderstanding of the relationship uh, between parents um, and teachers in the school, and I actually think that, uh, you know, the school system as a whole needs to, needs to go out of its way to acknowledge the role that parents play in their own children's education. After all, they are, they are the first educators, uh, and I'm talking about parents there, and so I, I, I think that schools need to do a better job of welcoming parents into the conversation and communicating with them um, in a wide variety of ways. Now, again, um, if, you know, for all of those teachers out there, you know when you have you, you know, too much of a helicopter parent, and you can't have yes. you know, a parent in the classroom minute by minute kind of, kind of coaching the teacher in what you know, that parent wants for each individual child. Um, and, you know, no one wants that, and very, very few parents are going to, to encroach in the classroom like that. But I think there needs to be a much better relationship uh, between the schools, between the teachers in particular, um, um, and the parents. And I think it goes both ways. I think, you know, the parents need to trust the schools. They need to trust, 
you know, the teachers, but I also think, you know, the schools need to have confidence um, in parents um, and respect, you know, their position, uh, their primary position in, in the life of a child. And as I said earlier, make opportunities where parents can get involved and know what's going on in the classroom, um, uh, hear from the teachers. You know, that's why parents' nights are so important, where, yeah. where parents can come in and they can hear from the teachers what exactly is going on in the classroom. Yeah, when I was in school, I, I graduated high school in 72, so I went to class okay. riding, riding on a dinosaur. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, you know, I remember, you know, PTA night was a big night every spring and every fall. And the parents would come, and the whole school was decorated, and you'd go from classroom to classroom for all the classes that you took throughout the day. There were actual conversations between teachers and parents, and I don't see any of that um, going on much here anyway. Is what you're calling for, well, this kind of a mentality, I'm a teacher, I need to be involved with the student, but I also need to be involved with the parent, and if I'm a parent, I need to be involved with my student, but I also need to be involved with the teacher. Will this... Will this keep us from some of the things that were going on in Virginia, for example, uh, two years ago, actually influenced their their governor's race because of what was happening at school board meetings? Um, Is there a way that we can head this off so that we're not just running around trying to put tourniquets on everything? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And 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 I think it all comes down to the issue of respect and 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 what that means is is that the parents have to respect um you know what the teacher is trying to do on a daily basis and and again most parents do but then i also think you know that teachers need to respect you know the parental authority um and and what's really interesting is is i believe that our system of education has really moved in the direction of, of kind of specialization um where where I think that, uh, um, you, you know, we've been kind of a siloed into, you know, kind of thinking, you know, that teaching is this mysterious thing and, um, and that only specialists can actually do it. And I'm not trying to downplay what, uh, you know, what teachers do in the classroom. After all, I would argue that my article is pro-teacher. I, I mean, it's calling to, yes. you know, to give them more respect. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we allow uh, schools to be isolated and to isolate themselves from parents, from families. Uh, you, you know, the key here is communication um, and just uh, and actually a little bit of sunlight as well, just allowing the curriculum and the practices going on in the school to see the light of day. Don't make it so much of a mystery. Allow parents to know what's going on, be involved. Um, and, you know, again, it goes back to parents, for the most part, for the large you know, majority of parents, they care about the education of their children, and they want to know what's going on. We're talking to Daniel Copeland, uh, who is with Hillsdale College, one of the finest learning institutions in the country. In fact, he's the dean of the Graduate School of Classical Education there and chairman of the Education Department, so he knows of what he speaks. Um, Mr. Copeland, let me ask you this. When you view what it is that's going on in the school's because you're at Hillsdale, and I don't mean to say that everybody at Hillsdale is brainwashed and they've all gone through a purifier, but everybody at Hillsdale wants to be at Hillsdale. You know, they're paying a nice fee to be at Hillsdale. Their parents are making sacrifices for them to be there. They want to be in class and they want to learn. Is this a long step away from everything that you've seen and experienced in the standard public education? How do we bridge those gaps a little bit? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, um, and anything this important um, and this large will actually take time, um, you know, to be able to, uh, um, you know, to renovate and to reinvigorate. But, but you're right. Yeah, I, I mean, it is a privilege to be able to work um, at a place, you know, like Hillsdale College. And uh, and I would say what what um, what really strengthens us and kind of drives us here at the college is to have a shared mission. Um, you, you know, um, our mission statement is an important part of everything that we do. And, and, and here at the college, we are, we're frequently talking about the mission, uh, um, and we're driving towards that. And that's everyone, you know, faculty, staff, administration, everyone. And I actually think that's one of the key components is that for a long time, 80, 100, maybe 120 years, I think American education is a little unsure of itself and unsure of its core mission. And so if we're going to do that, um, if we're going to, you know, to get on the right track, I think we need to decide as a nation, what is the purpose of education? What are we trying to strive towards in our school? Um, you know, our young people have a lot of problems and they bring a lot of those problems into the classroom, but we can't ask educators to play social worker or to solve all, all of other societal ills. Schools is primarily about uh, uh, communicating ideas, shaping, uh, you know, forming the intellect, uh, forming character, providing students with the skills, you know, that they need to move into adulthood. And if we don't, uh, if we're not laser focused on that, um, we're going to be distracted by a lot of things. Yeah. You talk about being laser focused. You talk about how at Hillsdale, and I have uh, a lot of friends that went to Hillsdale. In fact, one of them will be on the air with us uh, in about an hour here on the program, Philip Wegman, who now is in Washington, D.C. for Real Clear Politics. He and his sister went to Hillsdale. Uh, if I had had money when I was a kid, I would have gone to Hillsdale, but I didn't. So, um, but but one of the things that encourages me is I know that Hillsdale does have a mission, and they're constantly verbalizing it, thinking about it, massaging it, making sure a that they still live up to the mission, and that the mission still lives up to what it is that they really want to do. I dare say, and I hate to say this because I love teachers, and they're going to kill me, but I bet in most school systems right now. If you ask teachers, what is your mission this year in your classroom, I think they might have a little bit of trouble verbalizing that. Yeah, I think that's correct. Um, and and um, what's really interesting is that's kind of an indictment of what I call the education establishment. It's gotten so distracted from its core mission, um, and it's just gotten into all, all of these uh, social issues and um, and, and, and trying to promote these ideas, which which are important, don't get me wrong, but again, that's not the primary thing. And so uh, um, I think we need, again, to get back to the fundamentals, to get back to the mission. But here's an interesting point, is that um, if you talk to people who, who go into teaching, um, they want to go into teaching because they've been inspired by ideas, maybe they loved history, maybe they loved mathematics or reading or something like that, and they, at their core, want to be able to share these things with young people. Um, but I dare say that the establishment itself and all of its processes and its procedures kind of washes that out um, of a lot of educators. So if we are going to get back to, to doing the right things in education, uh, teachers are going to play a critical role in this. 
And one way to be able to do that is to remind them about why they got into teaching in the first place. It's about sharing these ideas with young people. And, and, and quite frankly, um, I want to give teachers the freedom to teach. Um, but there's so much going on in school today, so much uh, going on that is other than what should be going on, um, uh, that teachers um, are just distracted by that. And, and so I think we need to give them the opportunity, as I said in the article, to lead again. Um, but with that leadership comes you know, an obligation as well. You know, they're just not um, um, unaccountable you know, dictators. They have to work within a system, and, and I prefer, you know, that that system, you know, be regulated at the local level, where yeah. you have local leaders who are actively involved, and they're held accountable to to parents and, and, and to local decision makers. So so I, I like to move those decisions down to the local level. Well, and that's something that I've, from this microphone, I've called for for a very, very long time, Maybe to, and this is a whole different argument you and I could have someday, uh, maybe to the, the exclusion of a federal department of education. If we don't get things back down to a local level, parents have a harder time, I think, feeling like they can step into the spotlight and be part of the discussion. We've been talking to Daniel Copeland from Hillsdale College. Uh, he's the author of this article from the Chicago Tribune. And if you'd like to read it, you can find it. Want to stem the tide of teachers fleeing the classroom? Empower them to lead. If you write me, Pat Miller at woa.com and request it, I'll send you a link to this, this article so you can see it from the Tribune. And also, he's the author of the book, Tried and True, A Primer on Sound Pedagogy. Uh, listen, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Copeland, for your time today. Uh, I know you're really busy being the dean of the school there and a lot going on. Uh, I hope that you'll feel that we can have the uh, the phone lines open again sometime. So if we have more questions with regard to parents and teachers and education, we might have a further conversation. Yeah, thank you, Pat. And I'm more than, more than willing to do that. Thanks. Thank you so very, very much. Podcasts by Federated Media.